Hello and welcome to Across the Globe, making sense of conflict, crisis, and society. This is A.M. Biggs. Is the cure really worse than the disease? Why has it been so hard to convince everyone to wear a mask? And how are individual government responses different from a global one? Today, coronavirus, failures and hopes. The prevention paradox. The prevention paradox is an irony that occurs when the majority cases of a disease infect the population least likely to be adversely affected by it. I see two important ways that this concept by Jeffrey Rose can be applied to the current coronavirus pandemic. First, the less exposed you are to the virus, the less likely you are to take it seriously. Some diseases infect many but kill few, and some infect few but kill many. For most people, COVID-19 will either be a thing that happens to other people or a bad cold that eventually passes. With a global mortality rate of only 3%, the virus has had an outsized impact on our way of life. In addition to almost a million deaths as of September 2020, hundreds of millions have lost their jobs. Schools have been closed and opened and closed again. Sports events, concerts, beaches, and large public gatherings have been restricted. And for some, this has all felt like too much. COVID-19's low mortality rate and silent ability to spread through asymptomatic carriers makes it a threat that is hard to see and even harder to keep track of. Many, young and in great health, have ignored recommended measures, seeking a normal day during the best years of their lives, while many more, impacted by restrictions on their ability to provide and survive, have protested measures imposed by their governments. The deadliest pandemic the world has seen since HIV-AIDS is not being treated equally. Second, the better the virus is contained, the easier it is to diminish the ongoing threat. When a government takes an effective preventative approach, they usually do so by going hard and going early. Aggressive measures put in place before a problem becomes a problem saves the more expensive costs of responding once it's too late. Self-defeating behavior becomes more common only once people start to feel the weight of the measures in place more than the impact of the problem itself. Slogans like, don't let the cure be worse than the virus, tap into this very sentiment. During this pandemic, governments facing political pressure or civil unrest have eased restrictions prematurely and experienced sharp case spikes as a result. Vaccine hesitancy also relates to this phenomenon. When diseases like measles, smallpox, and polio initially broke out, parents went to extreme lengths to stop their kids from getting sick or dying. Since then, scientists have studied, treated, and eradicated these diseases in several countries. Against a low modern threat, we now have the privilege to ask questions like, do we really even need this? In reality, the reason that people are questioning vaccines is precisely because they have worked so well. Since the pandemic began, people have protested against having to wear masks, being forced to stay at home, and the belief that a virus even exists. From Brazil to Canada, Germany to the UK, and India to Australia, demonstrations have made their way around the world. Among these events though, one trend stands out most to me. Demonstrations are taking place in wealthy Western countries, the same countries that are supposed to be leading the global response. Personal freedom versus collective responsibility. Cultural differences across countries have caused diverging responses to the pandemic. 
but just as important as the measures a government introduces is the citizens' willingness to accept them. The tension between protecting personal freedoms and accepting collective responsibilities has intensified the damages caused by the COVID-19 pandemic. In places where cultures of individuality dominate, like Germany, Australia, and the U.S., people are only responsible for themselves or their immediate family. Popular phrases like, be true to yourself and follow your heart, embody the importance of a unique individual identity in these societies. But in a culture where the well-being of the collective is prioritized above the individual, everyone has a duty to the group in maintaining its harmony. The same force that compels the individualist to move out of their parents' house after high school keeps the collectivist in a house with three generations of family, even if they can afford to leave. During times of crisis and uncertainty, governments of collectively-minded societies have an advantage. With an established trust between citizens and public officials, governments can respond to threats quicker and more severely than in individualistic countries. China, South Korea, Singapore, and Taiwan all successfully enacted strict measures early on that suppressed their initial outbreaks. In Taiwan specifically, the government was able to get full access to citizens' medical records, watch live cell phone and location data, impose mandatory lockdowns, and charge $33,000 fines. Measures like this, the transgress on personal privacy and liberty, would be met with megaphones and molotovs in any individualist society where citizens have been taught to be critical of governments their entire lives. But with the greater good in mind, collectivists question less and sacrifice more. Even in individualist societies, mutual trust between officials and citizens can empower governments to take bigger risks with less fear of backlash. In the Netherlands and Sweden, officials went against the conventional logic of their European neighbors. Instead of national lockdowns and strict controls, citizens were left to use their own judgment to act responsibly. Scientific experts and spectators abroad criticized their approaches as cases rose, but most Dutch and Swedish people reacted the opposite. Over 70% of residents in both countries think their governments are handling the pandemic well. But still, self-regulation has its limits, especially when just one individual can put the entire group at risk. By all accounts, the United States ranks as the most individualistic country in the world, and consequently, the nation has seen more counterproductive behavior from its citizens than anywhere else in the world. Take the act of wearing a mask. In Eastern collectivist cultures, the purpose of a mask is typically seen as to protect others from your germs, and the science proves that this is the most effective use. In the U.S., where people are not used to wearing masks, it is more often viewed as protecting individuals from other people's germs. Among the reasons why people are against masks, a Brookings study found that the most common was that Americans believed it was their right. This mentality turned a simple courtesy into a political battle. Individual priorities often conflict with collective interests, especially when dealing with a crisis. A healthy college senior might care more about making it to their last spring break than canceling plans to quarantine. A sick employee with no paid sick leave is incentivized against self-reporting symptoms to their boss if they need the money. Residents in less affected cities are less willing to deal with strict statewide measures prompted by case surges hours away from them. Refusing to make sacrifices in the short term can evolve what starts as a problem for few into a burden for all. It's bigger than the individual. Collective thinking is important because, regardless of how healthy you are, Every person you might infect is more than a single person. They are a chain of many more to follow. To overcome a crisis, choice is more productively viewed as 
what is best for the group, not just the individual. A shared mission. Regardless of the culture, the ability to unite around a shared mission has mobilized societies to overcome their greatest challenges. Scenes of balcony concerts and rooftop aerobics classes in Italy and Spain remind us that despite what it may feel like, we are not alone. Extreme stress stimulates innovation. In less than two weeks, construction teams in China were able to build two brand new hospitals capable of holding 2,600 patients. As millions of Chinese citizens logged on to watch teams working through the night, collective faith in a shared mission was also being constructed. The race to a COVID-19 vaccine has also been filled with unprecedented achievements. The genome for the virus was sequenced in days when it usually takes months. To go from research to production, vaccines usually take 10 to 20 years. Just six months since the pandemic began, we already have 12 vaccine candidates in their final phase of testing. And we'll need them. The only way to live with a virus that will be with us for years is to build immunity against it. Large problems require large-scale cooperation. And to overcome the COVID-19 pandemic, it will require every global citizen and government to share the mission. The same dilemma that plagues individual citizens is also affecting national decision makers. In the scramble for self-preservation, wealthy nations are buying up stock of available treatments, spying on each other to steal research secrets, and leaving poor nations behind to fend for themselves. Separate individual responses are less resilient than a global one. Even when a country hasn't had any new cases for months, all it takes is one person to reintroduce the disease to the population. Countries are now so interdependent that they can't close their borders without hurting themselves in the process. And because we don't know which vaccines will be effective, no nation can afford to rely on their independent efforts. If the pandemic has made anything clear, it's that our individual actions affect other people, and one country's problems can quickly become the entire world's. To dive deeper into this and previous episodes, go to acrosstheglobe.co for the full text with graphics and sources. If you like this piece, share it with a friend and let me know your thoughts. I'd love to hear your response. Thank you for listening, and until next time, take care.